I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, we got a couple of your mailback questions coming up. 100% answered correctly or your money back, as well as some talk about the College World Series in just a minute. Joined again tonight, two nights in a row, back to back, better than ever. Derek Sharp is with me tonight. Made the call. Enjoyed it very much yesterday. I got to tell you, of course, I always hearken back to our previous working together on a constant level and got to point out that I do enjoy, uh, you know, not doing the show at uh, five in the morning. (laughs) I think we all do that. That's for sure. And of course, your job, your job now, pretty much all things USF. Tell tell everybody like where, where they can hear you, where, uh, where you spend most of your time, um, I appreciate and that. I, I know you do all sports, right? I mean, this is this is an all-inclusive yes. type broadcast thing. Yeah, I guess before USF Bulls Unlimited came to be, they, they had the typical uh, college relationship as far as radio went, as far as the football games and the basketball games, mm-hmm. and that was it. So they brought me on, and not only to maintain that and you know produce everything, all the behind-the-scenes stuff, but also you know have a twenty-four-seven channel. So. Not yeah. only doing doing a show called Bulls Beat most mornings, although during the summer, absolutely taking many mornings off, uh, <laughs> <laughs> with the uh, news cycle not so not so big during the summer, and of course no games to talk about. But we do that a lot. Um, we also, in addition to the sports we just mentioned, uh, we do baseball, we do softball, we do volleyball, soccer, any sport you can think of, play by play. So I really enjoy that. Uh, and then you know this week we got a couple of. Cool things lined up. They just named a, well, they have a new program, Beach Volleyball. They just named who the coach was going to be a couple weeks back. So I'm That's actually cool. going to get going to get to interview her on Thursday. They had a player, as I mentioned yesterday, be part of the Belgium Championship, World Championship, as far as the European Championships team. And oh, wow. uh, Bet- Betty Menunga was on that team. I'm going to interview her. So uh, a lot of cool things, even though it's not as busy during the summer. If you guys want to listen. You can always check it out. Just basically go to the TuneIn app, type USF Bulls Unlimited. That's the channel. And if you follow us on Twitter, it's at Bulls Unlimited. And it won't take long to figure out you know, what we're all about. And, of course, during the summer, it gives us a chance to do a lot of replays, a lot of classic games, uh, the wins against Auburn and football and all the ones that are familiar. But we also can dig deep into some of the other sports. And uh, there's, there's believe me, there's enough material to fill the channel 24 hours a day, but not not all live these days, but it's, it still keeps me busy and I really enjoy it. Yeah, you do a great job and it's Bulls Unlimited. And, and, and speaking of the Bulls, and we've been doing a lot of that lately, um, there's a story by Joey Knight in the Tampa Bay Times. I think most USF Bull fans would like this one, um, mm-hmm. that uh, USF, uh, their head football coach, of course, his first year, Alex Golish. Talked a lot about the transfer portal, trying to build the roster, kind of in transition. Well, guess what? Uh, since the, the window opened back on April 15th, he's added five uh, transfers, including four from Power 5 programs. How about that? Oh, yeah. And, you know, it was something that happened right away. He he and he spoke about it. Went with some guys that he recruited originally at 
whether it was Tennessee or UCF, that kind of thing. And so mm-hmm. he's 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 that sort who has kind of built up a ton of relationships on the recruiting trail and you know, some of his past stops really focused a lot on the Tampa Bay area. Iowa State was always getting a lot of good defensive players, especially from Tampa Bay. And now some of those guys are going to, I'm sure, end up coming to USF. But mm-hmm. yeah, I saw him busy, busy on Twitter, Coach Golish, Thursday night. Um, when he when you you can't really announce a player officially until it is official. Sure. I've I've sure. learned that with my job. But when he's <laughs> when he I've learned that when Alex Golish tweets out "Let's go," yeah, horn, horns up. That means they've signed somebody <laughs> else. And if you do a little digging, you could see that they got a couple other uh, incoming freshmen that they're excited about. So it's it's yeah. gonna be a it's gonna be fun to follow. And of course, we'll once we get closer to the season, not just the games and that kind of thing. We'll obviously broadcast coaches shows and we do a lot of coverage around camp. So that's all going to start. I mean, I was at school today and, you know, got a little of my, my desk happens to be near the, what they call external area where, you know, all the people that run the social media, that kind of thing kind of gather around. It just so happens today was a team meeting. So I I got some scoop on some stuff that's coming down pretty soon. And it's not going to be stuff that happens when the season gets here. It's going to be before that. So I can already tell that he's a a very enthusiastic guy that wants to keep the lines of communication going well. So it's going to be, it's going to be fun to cover. And yeah, June and July are kind of light, but once we hit August, it's going to be picked up and I I'm ready for it. Yeah, no, no lack of of uh, energy from, from Coach Golish. Um, he is he has certainly hit the ground running, and uh, and so we'll we'll see how he's able to to add to uh, USF's roster. And uh, and before we know it, man, I mean, I know this when I go on vacation. It looks like you yeah. got a lot of time, and you really don't have a lot of time. And college football is even before the NFL, um, so we'll be back heavy into uh, the fall sports. And of course, oh again. man, but but I mean, it's it's hard to divide my attention between. Uh, a full first weekend of college football action and exciting preseason NFL. It's always very difficult to <laughs> yeah. decide which to watch. Okay. Uh, I'm calling the uh, bulls on that one. Um, I, I feel for you on that, my friend. Yeah. Do, do they, well, do they have somebody else cover the preseason games for no, you? No, <laughs> that would be wonderful though. I'd li- I, the longer I do this and I don't know how much longer I can do it or they'll allow me to. Um, but it, it, it becomes one of those things where, you're like you're like a player uh, that's in like I don't know, Tom Brady. Well, Tom Brady is not a good example because he worked harder than anybody. Um, but you kind of like just want to get those three hours on Sunday in the regular season. It's like, can we just skip with training camp and skip with the preseason? Now imagine this. Um, not that many years ago, but before I ever covered the NFL, the preseason was six games long, six weeks no. of games plus two weeks of just training camp. So these guys would have eight weeks of of nothing but training camp and preseason football, and then play fourteen regular season games. And that's and about back the dumbest then, thing I've ever heard. I know. And 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 back in the day, um, the practices aren't like they are now. I mean, the the older players and even some of the guys that I covered early on, they come to camp and they kind of like giggle because uh, there are no two a days anymore. When in fact, when I started, there were actually three a days. Was that, um, was that good old Ray Perkins? Yes, it was. Yes, it was good memory. Uh, and then, um, you know, you, you can only be in pads, um, so many days and then, you know, you, the players have to have a day off after four practices. It's just, <laughs> I mean, congratulations to the CBA, but they, a lot of guys come in and go, wow, these dudes are soft. They have no idea. 
Um, so yeah, it's a different game, but yeah, now preseason is only three weeks long in terms of games go, but now there's a week between what would have been the fourth preseason game and the start of the regular season. There's an extra week in there. Um, so you got to fill that void as well, but it's, it's, it's a little more, a little more, uh, palatable in terms of like sort of the schedule and that, but we'll, we'll get to the more NFL and, and more bucks talk here in just a minute and your mailbag questions, of course. Uh, but first, uh, the Rays are headed out west. Actually, they are out west, and they're going to play the Arizona Diamondbacks. And what is remarkable about, about that are two things. One, that the Diamondbacks are having a tremendous year. They're in first place in a very difficult division with the Dodgers and everybody else um, out there, and, and so, you know, the Padres. Um, so they're off to a great start. But one, Evan Longoria, um, now with his, I guess this would be what, two, one, two, three, third, third team, I believe, because he was with the Giants prior to that. Right. Um he is uh, still playing, and what's what's kind of been unfortunate, I think, because he's been away now from the race for some time, is that he's never, it's just never worked out to where he had that homecoming. You know, former players come in all the time. We saw Kevin Kiermeyer early this season, of course, with the Toronto Blue Jays and the tribute they gave him. You see it with the Lightning all the time. I think that's one of the greatest things that the Bennett Group does is is, is sort of the you know, the video montage of you, if you will, of, of the, of the player's career, uh, in a, in a lightning uniform when they come back in, a, in an opposing team. Uh, and, and it's unfortunate because I don't think there's any question that Evan Lagoria is the greatest Ray. If you're just going to say, you know, who's, who's, who's the greatest Rays player right now. Now this, this could change because you could have some guys that go to the hall of fame on this current team, believe me. But right now I think you, it's undisputed. It's, it's probably Evan Lagoria. Oh, he's it's in the fun, funny thing about it is sometimes when you have to make a trade, you know, gosh, I just harken back to a lot of the drama uh, back when, you know, we worked together at DAE and it was all about guys and guys like BJ Upton, that kind of thing uh, with Longoria. Obviously, we kind of knew what was coming. There it was a money thing. But mm-hmm. and, and when you when you talk to fans and when you get the vibe of fans, and yourself and you think okay how do you remember a guy is it all positive is it a little bit of a mixed bag but with evan Longoria, i mean gosh no no one would want the arizona diamondbacks to come to the drop any more than Rays fans and the Rays organization mm. because just and i know that mark topkin did a great retrospective of mm-hmm. the top 10 moments and we're not going to sit here and re-rank them but some of the <laughs> things that he did that you, you just forgot about because there's all the, the big moments I'd forgotten that, uh, you know, a, a triple play the day before yeah. game 162, I forgot about the triple play in yes. game 161 that kind of kept the, the, uh, you know, raise in the thing. Uh, the mm-hmm. fact that he hit for the cycle completely, cycle. I'd forgotten yeah. that yeah. back in, in 2017, incidentally. And, right. uh, he, 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 he did the right thing. You know, you get the homer and the triple out of the way first That's right. and come up in the ninth inning needing a double and hit one that most ordinarily would be a single. Nope, man, you go for two in that case. Uh-huh. And I forgot that they had called him out on the field, but the instant replay gave him the cycle. So, I mean, there's bigger moments than that, but it's just a long list with him. And yeah, I, I'll certainly... Always, I mean, if you think about favorite athletes, Tampa Bay specifically, he's going to be right up there with the a guy that we're going to be talking about a little bit with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, no doubt. And, and of course, everybody remembers game 162 where he hit not one. And you've got, I've forgotten that, you know, we see the, the famous 
walk off, but it was he hit two home runs in that game, and they needed them both, obviously to uh, to win that one. So and and take you know get into the playoffs. And then so they had to, be, and forget the game one sixty three, where of course he hit the two run homer in the eighth inning that made it three nothing. So right, he, and I think he hit uh, in the first year that he of course as a rookie made the playoffs had six home runs in the playoffs it's just it was just epic epic stuff yeah. great great fielder of course you know great hitter as well and, and a great uh ambassador for the race the other thing um and I, I got to cover them for about a month one year uh <clears throat> and the thing about evan was much like Derek brooks the great ones have routines and no one's going to break them and uh we were, we were in baltimore and it was a getaway day uh, and they had like an afternoon game and he drove in five runs. I mean, just every time up, you know, something, something great happened. So we go to the clubhouse and, you know, you get the, the starting pitcher and the manager and it's like, okay, can we have Evan? Uh, well, yeah, he'll, he, he just needs a few minutes. He's in the cold tub. Like, well, we just need five minutes. It's getaway day. Nope. No one's going to change Evan's routine. Evan came out and he was terrific when we got him. Um, and that was very similar to Derek Brooks. I tell the story all the time. It's like, Derek, we need you for about five minutes. I go go with a hot tub, a cold tub, whatever. Derek Brooks had a routine and you were not going to break it. And he will do his media when he's ready to do his media. And that was fine with him. Uh, and who was going to, who was going to, you know, try to try to break up, uh, what has been very career. Um, but yeah, I waited on Evan, like as one of the many that waited on Evan Longoria, <laughs> uh, to do whatever it is he did after his uh, his five RBI day in Baltimore, and everybody made the plane, and it was fine. Um, but yeah, he and, and just a great like I I was always I always thought he handled you know being a young player in that situation and 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 having so much spotlight on him. I, I rarely saw him say or do the wrong thing. It's tough sometimes when you know the spotlight's on you all the time. You know it just is, and and I never saw him. Um, out of line or or short with anybody. I thought, thought he did a good job handling all that. And I have a real quick personal story that just proves that, you know, off, off camera and that kind of thing, he was very engaging yep. with fans as it was, uh, well, this was probably 15 years ago. I'm not exactly sure the date, but it was the last time I ran in the Gasparilla. It was the half marathon, which, you know, mm. uh, there's a reason why I was the last. I'm not good at those things, but um you know, my wife was there to support me, which is great. Brought her aunt, which is great. And it's whatever, 530 in the morning and <laughs> I'm getting ready to run. I'm stretching. Didn't think I was going to see them again until the end of the race. Saw them again right before it started. And they both were just looking really, really giddy. And 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 actually it was Aunt Joni, Jen's aunt, says, you won't believe what just happened. And the way she looked and the way my <laughs> wife looked, I actually and I knew that he lived in that area. Mm-hmm. You you just met Evan Longoria, didn't you? And I was oh, right. you called it. I called it. They're like, yes, wow. yes. So he had that. He had that effect on people. No, he yeah. was, uh, apparently he was very very nice and doesn't surprise mm-hmm. me. None of it surprises me. So yeah, go Evan. Just uh, go two for three and yeah. let the race let the race win every game. Or, let's see. Yeah, let's see if they can get over the tough Diamondbacks. So it would be great to see him in the postseason again. I mean, all those things bring sure. back nostalgic memories and things. And uh, hopefully he can stay injury free, which has been um, sort of his, his problem the last last couple of years. All right, we're gonna get to uh, some fun stuff here uh, in a minute uh, as well. Um, some hard knocks news, as a matter of fact. But first, I want to tell you guys how to save money on your electric bill. We've been talking about this for some time. It's called May 
Electric Solar. They're a family-owned business. They've been operating and installing solar electric systems now in the area for 13 years. There's a lot of these fly-by-night companies out there, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty. Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection. That's for all your appliances. That's what they call the May difference. If you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all their products. They conduct on-site testing. You can see exactly what they're going to install. They will customize it to your needs. And uh, they don't use subcontractors. So all those people up there, those are Billy Mays guys. They're doing the job for you, and that's important. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts, May Electric Solar, at 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate, lower your electric bill all year long, preserve the quality of your appliances through every storm season. That's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. All right, this is in uh, really relation to almost nothing, but uh, I I like the story because if it happens, I'm going to be all for it. So every year uh, for, for since the season the series began, I don't know when exactly, but it seems like it's been a decade or more. Hard Knocks, which I think they do a great job, uh, NFL Films, um, doing a training camp assignment, and they'll follow a team, and, and you know they've had to put down some criteria because. Really, to be honest with you, very few, if any, organizations embrace hard knocks. In other words, <laughs> it's a little disrupting. And not not that it's disrupting in the way that you might imagine cameras running into players all the time. They do a great job of sort of staying out of the way. You know what I mean? Um, they get all the interviews. And, and frankly, a lot of their footage comes from cameras that are pre-installed in meeting rooms and things like that that you know um, aren't intrusive at all to the players or to the coaches. And, and and frankly, they also have editorial control to some extent. Like they don't just put anything on there. I think the organizations have to kind of give it the nod to make sure that they're not giving away any house secrets or something that's particularly embarrassing. Oh, yeah. um, so it is sanitized to some degree. But it's also, you know, you get you get to see how how the uh, how the hot dog is made, so to speak. And <laughs> uh you know, and, and good and bad. And so this year, uh, in order to be the formula to, for, to compel teams to do it, um, means that, uh, you know, it, it has to be a team that does not have a new head coach. If you have a new head coach, they figure that guy's up against it already. We're not going to add hard knocks to his plate. Um, it has to be a team that has not been to the playoffs in either of the last two years. Uh, and it has oh, to I be didn't a, know that. Yeah, yeah, you cannot be a playoff team in the last two years, and um, because again, they're trying trying to reward the teams that win and punish the ones that lose. Uh, and uh, those that have not been subject of the show for the last ten years, so the Bucks have quite an exemption because I believe uh, the last time they did it, let's see, Jameis Winston would have been uh, still one or two years away from leaving. So it's probably been about probably about five or six or seven years. Yeah, just he was just making alphabet ago. soup then. <laughs> yes, he was. And the all-too-long rap, remember that? One, two, Oof. three to the four. The quarterbacks oh, and centers are walking out the door. And it goes on for about three minutes. And finally, uh, Brian yeah, Fitzpatrick yeah. in the locker room. How'd you like my Yeah, that's, that's good, man. Um, a little too long? Just, just a little long. <laughs> <laughs> ironically the, the length that you that you went was just the right length yeah, yeah i was yeah i didn't want to go about further. that yeah wow. it, was, it was quite enough so, um yeah. 
I say that every night, you know, at some point that just <laughs> sticks in my head. Um, so this year, this year it appears according to pro football talks, Mike Florio and who, who is going to dispute him, um, that even though the jets have said they do not want to do it, they cannot technically decline. And so the belief is that very shortly per league source, according to Mike Florio, the Jets are bracing for the preseason hard knocks assignment. Um, and so it's really them, the Saints, the Bears have made it clear they don't want to do it this year. The commanders told the league that, because they're also a candidate, that they would do it if assigned. But you got the finalization of the ownership deal there, and it's you know probably a little, little messy there. So, yeah, I think we might see. And, of course, that brings in the whole A-Rod, A-Rod's thing. With Aaron Rodgers, which wow. I would love to see, and uh, you know whatever he wants to talk about, from psychedelic drugs to, you know, <laughs> out routes, I don't care. I, I'm there for it. I think it'd be great. So just to clarify, you said that according to the story, they are bracing, not embracing the that... situation. <laughs> exactly. Bra- right. Bracing for. It's written better than Mike wrote it, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Not embracing. Wow. Yeah. That, uh, that is, I'll tell you what it's going to be. It's, I don't know what their previous uh, ratings have been for that show, but it's going to bust them wide open. It has to, right? I mean, the Big Apple and, and the Jets and the Giants, who are supposed to be pretty good as well, uh, and were a playoff team last year. Of course, they re-signed Deion Jones. Not so sure about Saquon Barkley. But man, oh man, I mean, all this attention on the New York football Jets. I mean, it'd just be um, tremendous and a lot of pressure on Aaron Rodgers because of, frankly, what Tom Brady did when he left the Patriots. I mean, this is sort of the same idea. You know, you have a team that has a really good defense and some pretty good players uh, on offense, receivers, some weapons there, uh, and just can't get over the hump. And then you take a guy who spent his whole career with one organization, MVP quarterback, younger than Brady was, obviously, when he got to Tampa. And I think the pressure is there. They're like, okay, you got to do what Brady did and win a Super Bowl in your first year. <laughs> so, that's all you got to do. I'm, I'm fired up. I'm fired yeah. up, actually. I will watch. I haven't watched that show in a few years. So That'd uh, be great. That, that, I hope that story comes through. Yeah, I don't care if the Jets are bracing themselves and upset about it the whole time. It'll be, it'll be fun. It'll be fantastic. Um, okay, so uh, with that, I think we've got a couple of mailbag questions. Oh, yeah, there was one to. that was uh, Bucks related that uh, that I thought yes. was pretty interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Mark says, with all the talk of USF getting a new stadium, which is going to happen, yep. Yep. has there been any rumors about the Bucks building a new stadium? As Raymond James is more than 25 years old now. No, but I'm happy to start them. Um, and I love dealing in speculation and innuendo. Uh, I will say this. I have not had any specific conversations and probably deliberately so that, that believe it or not, the bucks don't, I'm not the first person they tell when they have these sort of desires, but uh, I will tell you that you'd be naive to think that it is not something that is high on their list, um, over the next couple of years. And I'm sure they're watching sort of what the Rays are doing and what the Rays may or may not do and how that may or may not affect them. Um, but, but the, you know, the question is correct. I mean, the, the sort of the, sort of the lifespan of these stadiums, uh, particularly around the NFL have been anywhere from 20 to 25 years. I mean, the Georgia dome, which in my mind does not, did never seem that old. And in fact, it was about 20 years old was torn down 
so they could build a new stadium there. And frankly, Rich McKay had a big hand, not just in Raymond James Stadium being built, but also the one up there in Atlanta. Um, and when you talk to them about it, it's like, well, yeah, you know, it, you know, everything has to be updated and, um, you know, it's a multi-use stadium and like we want to do concerts and, you know, here the TSA sort of controls the events and it's not the bucks, although they take a lot of the revenue from it. Um, but I think if there was something different, probably the, the bucks would ask and probably get more control of all the events in there and it could book them and have it more, more busy. But you know, at the end of the day, they put about $160 million into that stadium. I want to say four, five, six years ago and, uh, upgraded all their club sections and the sky suites and things like that. So it's still a very operational, comfortable stadium. We had the Super Bowl here just a couple of years ago. Of course it was COVID. Um, but I thought, I think the stadiums holds up well, but it's coming, right? You know, it's coming and, and why, well, I, I just think that there's going to be a, a sort of a new, and, and this might be why it's not on the front burner yet. I think there's going to be in this next iteration of stadiums around the NFL, sort of a new generation where the ballparks will be smaller. I expect them to be less seating capacity. You know, we, we've seen, you know, what, uh, FedEx Field be like 90,000 in the past. Um, and that's way too many seats to try to sell. Um, but with, uh, you know, with the uh, improvement of the home experience, um, do you want to compete with TV? And also, I think they're going to add the element, which will be the game changer in the NFL for all franchises, which is which is in-house gambling. I think there will be a day wow. in the not not so distant future where you'll be able to be at your seat or go to a club seat or what have you, and be able to uh, place you know wagers on various things as the game is occurring. Now that's again, no one is going to state that or has stated that, but I think I think that's the train coming down the tracks. And I've talked to enough people around the league that. You know, the fear has always been sort of like we don't want to price the fan out of the stadium, but they're also competing for the home experience. And as, you know, the TVs get better and people want to watch multiple games with fantasy football, how do you get them into the stadium? Well, gambling would certainly be one. It's done in Europe all the time in the various uh, soccer leagues, uh, and that would be an attractive thing for, for fans. And also just to, uh, you know, to make sure that you have the capacity uh, of the stadium for most teams that could be filled. You know, if you, if you're in, in Washington and the commanders aren't playing very well, there's a lot of empty seats, uh, you know, and, and, and from a TV standpoint, that aesthetically doesn't look good. Wow. That's interesting. The, the gambling part, you know, wouldn't appeal to me, but I realize it would appeal to a lot of people. I mean, what mm-hmm. are they going to have a s- sports book in the stadium? I mean, Hey, guy, the, the game's over here, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, I mean, you know, you, uh, you can bet on who's going to score the first touchdown and, and, uh, you know, uh, any, any kind of a number of prop bets. Right. Uh, so gosh, yeah, sort of what you see in the Super Bowl. That's an interesting layer. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
And one other from Tommy says that he's heard it's possible Brandon Lau could be back in the Rays lineup next homestand. And the question basically is, do you think that might give the Rays offense kind of the boost they need? They haven't been doing too well lately, and namely other guys getting better pitches to hit. Yeah, you know, I don't know that anyone's pitching was pitching around Brandon Lau. I think his average was down to around 200. They know how to pitch him. It's all off-speed stuff, and he knows that. Um, his problem has just been, you know, physically. And I don't think he's been right really almost from the start of the season. Not, you know, I don't – I'm obviously not there, and I'm, I'm not a trainer or anything like that. But when you talk about the back, which is what knocked him out of last year, and then he had a bit of a back uh, strain that has put him on the I.L., um, I can just tell you that that swinging a baseball bat is not very conducive, whether it's a golf club, a bat, whatever it is. And and so I, I wonder um, just how comfortable he's been at the plate. And, and it does you do need to feel well to to to, to do that job. I mean, it, anything can affect your swing. And if you don't feel like you can cut it loose, that's not going to give you confidence at the plate. So the first thing is, can he get healthy? I don't know that that. Uh, necessarily like i said teams would be pitching around him i was surprised that kevin cash kept him in the four hole as long as he did uh, i think the lineup works just fine right now but you would welcome him back if he's healthy and he can start you know carrying you for a little bit with the long ball because this is a guy that's hit 39 bombs and he absolutely um you know gets hot he's a streaky hitter and you'd love to have that that version of brandon Lau in the lineup and and be able to give guys like Taylor Walls a day off here and there too. You know, there's there's some guys playing right now um, more than they normally would, and so you're you're going to need some um, some help there. But um, yeah, I I I think their lineup works fine. He would just be a bonus to it, and 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 this is going to happen throughout the year. Look, they were never going to stay as hot as they were. I mean, it was ridiculous how many home runs this team was hitting, scoring seven eight runs a game. Um, you know, there's just Baseball is just not that sport. It would be like scoring 20. It would be like expecting a college baseball team to score 24 runs two games in a row. <laughs> Sorry, well, we have to throw that in there. The Gators well, on the wrong end of a uh, football yeah. score in the uh, uh-huh. final game of the series. But yeah, you're right to the Rays. And it, the, what they had going on in that 13-0 start especially was not sustainable. Yeah, I would just say this. Uh, Jack uh, Caglione did not have his best outing when he started this game. I thought he was a little overhyped. He couldn't. He was out. He couldn't control the ball. Frankly, his his control got him, got away from him, and then that forced him to go to the bullpen way too early. Um, including uh, their third uh, pitcher in the game was Ryan Slater from East Lake High School, and uh, that name should be familiar because of where he's from. And also, he is the son of Bucks trainer Bobby Slater. Nice. Uh, and he was pitching well. He came in, tried to hold him down after they had given up. Uh, they had a two nothing lead, and he gave all that back. And I think it was like five or six to two at that time. And then he took a shot off his calf or his ankle. Uh, and they thought about taking him out of the game. They left him in, and he never really looked quite comfortable after that. And they finally knocked him out. Uh, but yeah, um, as we're speaking, LSU is going on to what looks like a World Series win. And we can go ahead and confirm the final score. Good news if you're an LSU fan, 18 to 4. Heck of a run for the Gators. And and more I thought about it, what you said last night really struck with me, Derek, is just how hard it is to win a college World Series because you really can't be off your game ever. No. Like that's the thing. Well, I even I even look back on it and a guy like Caglione who was so good as, you know, mostly a hitter, but, you know, the days that he didn't hit is because he was their number three pitcher and he was just yeah. 
you know, very solid, not spectacular, mm-hmm. but uh, got the job done. And yeah, you think you've got a part of the game covered. We all just harp on pitching in college baseball because that's how you get records that are well above 500. That's how the teams that are in the, you know, top five are in the top five because they win every series they play in because of their pitching. And then yeah. just to go just to go back to the point of how difficult it is to win the whole thing. A team like Arkansas, part of part of the incredible SEC, mm-hmm. uh, they they held out their ace. They were hosting. Uh, they won their first game against Santa Clara, 13 to six. They get their ace on the mound against TCU in the second game. The name is Hagen Smith, a freshman All-American last year. This season, he was 8-1 and one with a 2.69 ERA, 102 strikeouts in 67 innings. And mm. TCU scores eight runs on him in one plus inning, and he's out in the wow. second inning. And so you plan everything <laughs> wow. perfectly. <laughs> you do what every fan would agree with from a coaching perspective. And sometimes <laughs> it still doesn't work out. Again, uh, it's it, to me, that's why I said it was the most difficult thing to win. And well, when you come back after giving up 24 runs and it doesn't phase you, that shows a lot, man. I'm telling you, I, it is, and I know it just tied the series. It wasn't a deciding game. And and they all they had to do was win one baseball game, and this is a great LSU team, but that psychologically that that can knock you down a little bit, confidence wise. Not these dudes. These guys came out, man, and and really even getting down two to nothing, um, they were swinging the bats, and and that's what they've done all year. So, uh, a heck of a run for Florida. It's difficult to get there, and as you very succinctly pointed out, it's really really hard to win it. All right. So what do we got coming up on bulls unlimited so that people can listen to you in your full-time job? Absolutely. We'll really pick up uh, the play-by-play portion of the schedule in August for the rest of June and July. My daily show is more like three times a week. And again, scheduled some great interviews, going to talk to a lot of the new members of not just the volleyball staff, but men's basketball. And then once we get into mid July, I actually get to, and this is so nice that they let me do this, sit down with the radio setup basically at the football team's photo shoot. So after they do their videos and whatnot, they come over to me and talk. So I'm literally going to talk to dozens, I mean, three or four dozen members of the football team. So you can start to, uh, in about three weeks from now, get ready to hear those interviews mid-July. And again, uh, until then, we're doing a lot of replays. What I've been doing in June is replaying the best games from the past season. Again, all the sports that we do. July, just to sort of showcase how many good games have happened in the quote-unquote Bulls Unlimited era, we're going to do games that are classics from the Bulls Unlimited era. So starting 2017, and there's a lot of those. So those are fun to listen back to, but at the same time, we're keeping it current getting a lot of news and of course anything that happens with on-campus stadium anything that happens with had a lot of great transfers that have been added i mean big time just for an example on the softball team a couple of ladies who drove in 35 40 runs last year at power five schools are coming to usf so it's going to be a fun to keep an eye on everything but yeah it it, it is kind of the down season but as you know rick (laughs) the down season is 
kind of just a uh, facade. So uh, we, really we, we stay busy enough. Also wanted to mention, I appreciate that. Remember, just go to the TuneIn app. We'll have something replaying there right now, whether it's from this year or a classic game, football from years past, for example. Just go to USF Bulls Unlimited on the TuneIn app. And like this show, if you want to go back and listen to a past one, we actually do something called the Unlimited Unloaded page. That is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, for example. Just type USF Bulls Unlimited Unloaded. But as far as the actual channel, it's on the TuneIn app, USF Bulls Unlimited. Make it one of your favorite channels and follow me on Twitter at Derek Sharp. That's D-A-R-E-K. But wanted to mention a, a lightning note tonight, yes. Stephen Stamkos, because mm-hmm. we, we alluded to Evan Longoria being uh, a right. great guy and a great leader. Stephen Stamkos wins the Mark Messier NHL Leadership Award. Every team got to nominate their own leader, and Mark Messier himself picked the winner. So that was a well-deserved notch for the uh, Bolts captain. Uh, as we were taping this show. Wow. We talked about Evan Longoria and Steven Stamkos, the Mount Rush. I'm not going to do it to you, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, One day we'll old... do the Mount Rushmores of Mount Rushmores. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be, that'll be the best. What are, what are your favorite four Mount Rushmores? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Derek loves them and we do too. Uh, but anyway, all right. So Radio you got the race, baby. <laughs> yeah. The Rays and the, when you got nothing to talk about, let's do that in a stadium story. And you've got your show. Um, the Rays take on the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, stay up late for that one on the uh, sort of towards the west western part of the United States anyway. And see Evan Longoria compete against his former team. I think he only knows Kevin Cash at this point, who is still around uh, from his days when he played anyway. Um, but it'll be great to see him. We'll talk about that tomorrow. And Steve should be back after a, sort of a long baseball trip or maybe a short baseball trip and just seeing some teams with his sons. And we'll get the latest on that. That had to be a great little uh, getaway for him and, and his family. So we'll be back tomorrow on Sports Day Tampa Bay. Thanks for listening. For Derek Sharp and Steve Burstink. This is Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.